Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mayor Greg Fisher podcast. I'm Greg Fisher. In the seven months that we've been dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic, we've seen too many businesses close their doors, some of them permanently, a lot of pain. And too many residents also have lost jobs or seen their hours reduced, and they're struggling to find new jobs or regain those lost hours because of the economic downturn. And without reliable income, naturally, more Louisvians are having trouble paying rent and cover, cover other basic expenses. That job and business loss caused by the dastardly virus, COVID-19, has hit every demographic, but as usual, they hit hardest in America's communities of color. Throughout the pandemic, we've seen higher unemployment rates in our Black and Latinx communities, as well as disproportionate COVID-19 infection and death rates. We're joined here today by Neva Scott, Executive Director mm -hmm. of the Legal Aid Society. Neva, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. And Marilyn Harris, Director of Housing for Louisville Metro. Thank you, Marilyn. Thank you for having me. Appreciate y'all. And we're going to discuss the unfortunate community challenge of evictions and the steps, the many steps that we're taking locally to assist residents. So, Marilyn, I'd like to start with you and ask you what trends we've seen with evictions since the pandemic began and how does that compare to what we were seeing before March when the pandemic came upon us? The uh, biggest the biggest trend that we're seeing is um, the average amount of delinquency pre-eviction in uh, eviction, I mean, pre-COVID in eviction court was around twelve to $1,500 a household. And it's almost pushing $4,000 a household. So we are seeing um, a much larger debt that has accumulated due to COVID. I, I would say that's the number one thing we're seeing. The eviction court actually is, I believe, hosting less evictions on a daily basis than they were pre-COVID. So we're not, we don't have the same number, but we don't have the same number of available slots in the court system. They're doing um, 20 to 30 cases an hour, whereas previously they were doing about 50 an hour in-person in cases, but that, that has been reduced just a little. So every day we're getting about 60 to 70 cases through the court system. And so that number is, um, you know, over a week, that's 350 eviction cases that we're seeing. Okay. And Neva, what are some of the common themes that you're hearing from people who come into legal aid asking for assistance and what circumstances are they typically facing? Sure. Well, um, you know, we're hearing from a lot of people who just, frankly speaking, are struggling. Um, they have a variety of issues, whether it's a change in their income, that their income is lower than it was before, as you mentioned, um, or they've lost their income altogether. We've got families who are calling us with children at home that would have normally been at school, and so they don't have um, reliable child care, so they can't go to work. Uh, we're, we're also seeing people who were already struggling before this happened. Um, you know, we know that prior to the pandemic, Louisville had twice the national average of an eviction rate. So this was already an issue that we as a community were facing and we were already working together on and fighting and really COVID-19 just compounded that. And, and the folks that we're working with are just simply reaching out, trying to make sure they've got food and shelter. Um, it's really about basic needs. It's, you know, they're, they're just reaching out in desperation, trying to figure out how am I going to keep my family in this home and how do I stop us from becoming homeless? Um, and that's why we were so glad when Louisville Metro reached out and said, you know, we want to partner. And the courts reached out to legal aid and said, we want to partner to figure out how we can deal with this. Because in the past, when people called us, we could help them with their legal aid case. 
but it was very difficult to get financial resources for them. And we had to try to say, well, have you called your church? Have you called your grandmother? Have you uh, reached out to this charity? Um, but right now we've got a good process going and it's really a matter at this point of getting the word out of what's available. And, you know, Marilyn and I were talking ahead of time that one of the key things here is just making sure people know about what's available through Louisville Metro and funding and legal aid for the services um, that we really want to be able to provide this service to people. Yeah, I feel like there'd be a lot more demand if people were really fully aware of what's going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. These funds, uh, uh, assistance funds became available through the CARES Act, so it's federal uh, government money, money that has come to the city. Uh, these funds expire on December 30th unless there's some type of action taken by the House, the Senate, and the White House. So we encourage everybody to call their federal representatives to say, extend this, these funds that we have so we can continue to help people and or come up with a new round of stimulus. It'll have a massive impact on people's ability just to live with basic necessities and keep a roof over their head. So tell us a little bit about what happens when somebody gets behind on rent and then they be, they're evicted? I mean, what typically takes place with these families? Now, you want to? Well, well, typically, you know, a person gets a notice that an eviction has been filed, and you know, some of those notice requirements have changed amidst COVID-19. Some things require a seven-day notice, some things require a 30-day notice, but they get that notice, and then the case is in court rather quickly. And um, if the person appears in court, the judge can enter an order of um, of an eviction and order that the person leave the property within a certain period of time. Um, there's a, a writ that gets entered at a later date, um, but it all moves rather quickly, and I think sometimes people are really surprised at how quickly it can move. Uh, you know, sometimes when we get calls from people who are behind on their bills, they may bring us four or five copies of a bill that they've gotten once a month saying, you know, you're 30 days behind, you're 60 days behind, you're 90 days behind. And I think often people think, well, another notice is going to come. Um, but an eviction can occur at that first court appearance. And if a person does not show up, a default judgment may get issued. And I'm sure, you know, we see these all of the time. So it's really important for a person to show up in court so that they can say, hey, I'm, I'm behind on my writ because I lost my job. Is there help available? And so the court can maybe pass the case to a later date. Help can you know, be received. Legal aid can step in on the case. There's a variety of things that can happen. Um, but for a person who gets evicted, uh, one of the things I think about in eviction is, is if we all think back to the last time that we moved, whether it was moving from house to house or an apartment to a house, you know, we planned it out, but it was still incredibly stressful. You had to arrange for movers. You have to arrange for uh, money for one residence that you've got to start paying maybe a mortgage while you're still paying the rent. All of this is very abrupt for a person who faces eviction. It's not planned. Nobody ever plans on getting evicted. Um, it's very sudden and, and they and possibly their children, their family members who live with them all of a sudden have to go. And they may face a situation where it gets to the point where the order is entered and a sheriff comes and has to set their things out on the street. And there are all their belongings in front of all their neighbors. Um, and, you know, sometimes at Legal Aid, we get the calls on that day. The person didn't really realize how far along this was. And they're calling us saying the sheriff is here setting my stuff out. So it, it's very um, catastrophic for a family. It's difficult, especially for those children um, in the home. So it's, it's a very emotionally and psychologically um, devastating event for a family. And that's why I think it's so important that we do everything we can to prevent that eviction whether that's for that person to stay in that home under some circumstances or to make a plan for them to move on a planned date and, and actually move to another location. Yeah, no, the, the trauma behind all that is just unmeasurable. Right. 
Marilyn, what type of eviction assistance programs are being provided to Louisvillians during the pandemic? We actually have a plethora of them. <clears throat> and so um, the Office of Resilience and Community Services offers a tenant-based um, program. And so anyone can call 977-6636. That is an automated appointment system line. It will get you an appointment. If you were to call today, it would take about three weeks to get an appointment. That's how full that program is. So um, there's that program and they will pay up to um, three months of past due rent. But that program also, when they screen for that program, they are screening for not only rental assistance, but they are screening for food assistance, transportation assistance. Maybe you need help paying your electric bills. So maybe lie heap assistance. So that program is all encompassing. So when you call that 977-6636 number and they do an intake on you, they are actually screening for multiple programs. So it takes a little bit longer in that program to get through the process because they wanna give you all the assistance from the various pots that they can. The um, Office of Housing is running a landlord-based program and um, it has recently changed. And so now it is open to all landlords in the city if the rent on the unit is less than $1,750 a month and the tenants have had a COVID-related loss of income. So landlords can apply for up to six months of rental assistance for any tenant that is delinquent in their units that have had a COVID-related loss of income or an increase in expenses. And I wanna be real clear about that. So they may not have had a loss of income, but they may have had um, an increase in expenses. I, I talked to a lady the other day. She um, has a great job. She, she never once really lost her job, but she lived on, her transportation was a bus and she lived on a bus line that was um, closed. The line was um, removed during the COVID pandemic due to transportation at TARC. And so while she didn't really have a loss of income, she had an increase in expenses. Her, she ended up having to take Uber to work every day, which you know, like quadrupled her transportation budget, which made it difficult for her to pay rent. So we are not just looking at loss of income, we're just looking for a nexus between COVID and the inability to pay your rent. And so we're, we're, um, we look at that quite extensively to make sure that, that people that, are, that need assistance are getting assistance from these dollars. And then as um, Neva pointed out, we are working with the Kentucky Supreme Court. They issued an executive order back in August. And that order is really, I look at it as kind of the final safety net for the people in our community who have been unable to tap into resources for eviction prevention. And so if you get into court and there is a, you are there for an eviction, the judge will automatically put that case into abeyance for 14 days. And those people then have an opportunity to call um, the Office of Housing and we can step in and pay their rent, um, the entire amount of their past due rent. We don't pay any fines, fees, penalties, court costs or attorney fees, and the landlord has to waive those. But um, I would say a good 95% of the landlords that we're working with have been super to work with and are willingly waiving all those fees and doing everything they can to keep their, their tenants in their units. In addition to that, we have um, allocated $3 million to the area community ministries recently so that they can step in before we get to eviction court. Same type of program that we are doing with the court diversion pilot, but um, 
they are, they are working with the tenants prior to getting to eviction court. So you can call um, either 211 and ask for rental assistance, or you can go to uh, a website, stopmyeviction.org, and um, complete the steps on that website, and it will get you into their system. A similar approach if you go to a neighborhood place, they'll walk you through all of this. The neighborhood places are actually not open for people to physically go to, so that is why it is really important to use that 977-6636 number. Um, due to COVID, the neighborhood places are not taking walk-ins. I do think there is someone there that if you knock on the door, they will come and, and explain it to you. But um, really, we want to get the word out that the 977-6636 is the, the, the best way to access the neighborhood place funds. And let's yes, talk sir. about landlords a little bit more. Originally, <coughs> landlords could only apply on behalf of tenants if they owned subsidized units or accepted Section 8 vouchers, but that's changed. So what do landlords need to know about the new program? So the new program is um, really available for any landlord in the city of Louisville that the rent in their units is less than $1,750 um, a month. That is really calculated based on a family earning 100% of area median income and what their housing costs should be. It's actually a little less, but we, um, 1750 is a nice round number. So we kept it at that number. Um, and so they can apply on behalf of their tenants for up to six months worth of past due rent uh, as long as it is COVID related. And they can find that on our website. So if you go to louisvilleky.gov slash government slash housing, there is a tab for eviction and they can access that. It's been streamlined, so there's no income qualifications. They simply have to have a certification from the tenant that there is a COVID related loss of income or increase in expenses. And then both the tenant and the landlord certify what the rent is for the unit. They submit that document with their application and then we can issue payment for those check for, for those units. Okay. And then Nev, if somebody's listening to this right now and they're thinking that, you know, I might be getting into a tough financial situation here pretty soon. What, what would be your advice for them to get prepared and specifically to prevent eviction? Sure, I, I would recommend first that they, they take action, that they not ignore the issue um, and that they reach out to their landlord and express that they are having difficulty uh, paying rent and then to reach out for help. StopMyEviction.org uh, stop has um, a lot of those resources. But, but really, I think the first step is taking that action. We really want win-win situation here. You know, these landlords may have mortgages they need to pay. We have a lot of what we would call mom and pop landlords in mm -hmm. Louisville. And it, they need the money for the rent to pay that mortgage and the tenant doesn't have the money to pay the rent. But if Louisville does and we can get funds to them, it's a win-win for the tenant. The tenant stays in the home, the landlord has the money to pay their bills. So I, I think my number one message that I'm always sending to people is, let's take action, let's address this. It is stressful, this is very difficult, and I can't imagine what it feels like to come home and have an eviction notice on my door. Um, but that's the moment to reach out for help, and whether it's dialing 211, if you can't um, remember the other number or the, the website, there, there is help out there right now, more so than ever. Um, so I would just say my number one piece of, of advice I would pass along is say take action. Um, and of course at Legal Aid Society, we are here and ready to serve. We've been here in Louisville since 1921 and whatever the crisis going on at the moment, you know, we are, we are ready and we have a dedicated staff of about 50 folks who are very passionate about serving this community. So I would just encourage people to reach out to us. If you're not sure if you qualify for legal aid services, still just you know give us a call. If we can't help you, or if it's not even something we do, we'll get you seared in the right direction. So Marilyn, legal aid is an example of one of our tremendous 
partners that work together to help prevent uh, ev evictions and provide uh, services for us in this area. Who are some of the other folks that we're working with? We're working with the Area Community Ministries and the Coalition for the Homeless. Both of those entities have funds available not only for the eviction prevention, but a lot of people self-evict, meaning they get that seven days or pay notice and then they pack up and leave. They're like, I just have to go. We have to go. I don't want to be evicted. And so a lot of people self-evict, but they don't have money for a down pay, I mean, the security deposit where they're going. So the Coalition for the Homeless has funds available for security deposits to help people who are unable to come up with that money when they're either going through eviction in the eviction court or when they self-evict. So um, that's a great partnership and it is a, a truly needed um, uh, pool of funds to help people not become homeless. And that is key because most people evict and that's the beginning of, the, of homelessness. And so we're trying to, um, to stem that. We also um, work with the um, Area Community Ministries and each one of the area community ministries within our community um, have access to funds to pay rental assistance for tenants that are facing eviction or have just a late rent notice. And so they don't necessarily have to be facing eviction like going to court, but if they have an eviction, I mean a seven day notice that says you need to pay, then the uh, area community ministries can step in and help with that. Okay, Marilyn, we're talking about what's happening right now, but what do you think is going to be happening once the new year comes upon us? Well, I, I will tell you that in court, we are seeing quite a few of the CDC eviction moratorium letters being given to landlords. And just this week, I noticed that they are passing all of those cases to January the 9th. Right. And so January the 9th is kind of in my mind, that's the day. That's like the day that the eviction situation is going to really um, blow up if we don't do something, if we don't have a remedy for this ahead of then. Um, if these dollars run out December 30th and January 9th rolls around, we will have a new problem on our hand with a lot of people being evicted. Now, anybody that has provided that CDC eviction moratorium, even though that case has been dis, uh, um, passed, we are still stepping in to help pay their rent. So we are not saying we're not going to help. We are every single one of those that we can, we are paying the rent on them. But we are, we are paying the back rent. But we are still going to see, you know, if, if they haven't regained employment as uh, the same rate that they had pre-COVID, they're probably going to run into that problem in November and December, and we might have a new situation on our hand. Right. So hence the need to really get in touch with federal representatives from the House, from the U.S. Senate, to let them know that this is a situation where people are going to be either put out or have a roof over their heads. So think about your, could be your neighbor, could one day be you. Uh, as we go through this pandemic and these unprecedented difficult times, this is when we got to rely on each other. And when we say rely on each other, it's the government that binds us together. Neva, as we close this out, are there any kind of final comments that you would like to make? Well, I, I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Um, a lot of times I, I think we who work in the system or in the government are aware of different programs, um, but maybe your average person who's in crisis is not. So I appreciate the opportunity to get the word out um, about this. And, you know, generally speaking, I, I know 
one of the the big things that you have pushed, Mayor Fisher, has been that Louisville's a compassionate city. And I think this is an issue that is the ultimate compassionate issue. Um, we all should be able to sleep somewhere at night with our head on a pillow and have a roof over our heads and feel safe um, and, and protected. Um, so eviction really strikes at the heart of some fundamental um, issues that, that we as human beings face and and it's really good to see people coming together right now like you mentioned you know we are all looking out for each other so I guess if I had to have some parting words I would I would just say that this is a great opportunity for Louisville to show we are a, a compassionate city and to really view our neighbors not as these other folks who are different from us or in a circumstance that we can't imagine but maybe to think back to the old proverb of of walking a mile in someone else's shoes and thinking about what that would feel like to get evicted um, and then think about what we can do for our neighbors in order to to keep themselves to keep them safe um, and housed thank you Neva scott executive director of legal aid society of louisville and Marilyn, I'd like for you to close this out. Just please remind everyone again of how they can get assistance and who qualifies. So I would, I would like to, I would also like to say that it is important that you show up in court. If you get an eviction notice, you have to show up in court. And I didn't say that previously, but I wanna make sure that everybody understands that. That is critical. And that is the way that you can access the eviction diversion pilot program. Simply showing up in court and then calling um, our office, which is 574-3737. If you are a tenant and you have a late notice, but you are not currently in court, the best way to do that is to dial 977-6636 and get an appointment with the automated appointment line. You can also go to stopmyeviction.org and um, fill out the um, application online. And finally, if you don't have access to the internet, you can simply dial 211, tell them you need housing assistance, and someone will take that application for you. So I, thank you for having me. And um, you know, it's, it's such a, um, it's heartbreaking to be in eviction court and see so many people that um, are really, it, it's, they're at the end of their rope and they don't know what to do. And so, Having these funds available for us to assist them is literally, I'm told daily, this is a miracle. This is a miracle. I never thought that I would be able to stay. So um, I want to thank you for advocating for this and making sure that we are able to take care of, of our citizens and our community because without it, there would be a lot of people homeless already. Well, there's nothing more important. So we're glad to do that have the government funds to do that as well the government funds are your funds the taxpayers they've just been allocated this way during this pandemic and the economic crisis that it has brought upon us so and remember these funds run out on december 30th so now is the time to act please uh, be proactive on this so thank you for listening today uh, marilyn never thank you as well and we'll look forward to seeing you next time on the mayor greg fisher podcast